This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast where each week we talk about SmackDown, Raw, pay-per-views, and how great we'd be at writing for the WWE. We then take all of our many thoughts on those topics and put them into letters to Triple H, a.k.a. Dad, and he for sure implements them. I am Jillian, and I am here with my co-host, Abigail, and we have lots to talk about today. We have SmackDown, Backlash, and Raw, so we're going to jump right in. Are you feeling ready? I mean, it's a big job, but who is better qualified than us to do it? Who else will complain about our dreams not coming true every week? Who better than Canyon? Well, at this one particular task, us. (laughs) But in every other aspect, God rest Chris Canyon, and he was better than us. Who's Chris Canyon? Uh, He was in WCW. And his, his, like, catchphrase was, who better than Canyon? I think he was in WWE for a while, too, but I'm trying to remember. It was pretty good. All right. Well, SmackDown is in uh, Puerto Rico, which is very exciting. Um, I definitely want to visit Puerto Rico. Their beaches look amazing. So I was like, this looks like a very nice place. I can confirm their beaches, their city streets, their history, their food. Everything is wonderful. I've only been You've been there? Yeah. Yeah. I was really lucky to go on a family trip with my husband's family once. And it was (gasps) amazing. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. Lucky duck. Okay. So uh, the show opens with LWO, which is no surprise. They are the hometown favorites at this point. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're interrupted by Judgment Day. I have to say, though, like, so when, like, Dominic's coming down, there's that guy that's, like, holding a shirt and Dominic rips it up. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. It was, like, so obviously a plant, though. I was just like, this is, like, the guy's reaction was too... I don't know. Not appalled enough, I guess I should say. It was funny. I was like, okay. Also, there's no way Dominic could easily rip a shirt like that. It also looked like a child-sized shirt. Like, we gotta do this bit, but we have a boy's medium. Can we make that work? And we've pre-cut it for you, so it'll be really easy. (laughs) I believe in Dom Dom. I think given his time in the prison gym, he could totally rend that (laughs) shirt in two. So again, Dominic's complaining to Ray about what a terrible father he is. He said that he's been more, I don't, this might've been in Spanish, but he says that Ray was more of a, yeah, Ray was more of a father to Zelina Mm. than to him. So Ray really needs, Ray, Ray and Dom really need to go to some family counseling. I think so. Ray wants a, a mania rematch. And like, I was so excited because then Rhea stepped in and I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because I demand intergender wrestling. And I mean, she does too. She's ready. She's ready to go. And I think it was just really funny because then Zelina stepped in front of Rhea and I was like, <laughs> I don't, I, you're very brave. You're very small and very brave. She's tiny, but mighty. And I really respect that about her. Bless her heart. Did you see who was in the front row? I don't I don't think that I did. Fucking green shirt guy who's at like oh, everything. Oh yeah. I mean I just expect green shirt. Green shirt guy is living my fantasies. I don't know. Man, he is everywhere. He's got a good life. 
you know i, I mean i hope he has a good <laughs> he life does. he's certainly got a lot of money for travel was it you were telling me or maybe it was my spouse anyway i guess like once you buy those seats they will send you like offers to buy the same seats again so that <gasps> So I think it's just like kind of a monopoly in some sense. Like he could just, yeah. he just gets dibs on that seat all the time. Holy shit. But those seats Holy have to be shit. like 10 grand. Yeah, I don't. This is so new and stunning information to me. And I, I can't fathom having that kind of money and like what you would do for a living no. that gives you that much time off and that much income. There's been speculation. Like, he won't say what he does for a living. Some people speculate he's some kind of, like, day trader or, like, crypto, whatever. Like, I mean, I don't know. He, he clearly leads a cabal of the darkest mercenaries <laughs> working under deep cover around the world. I can't imagine any other job that would make that much money. I know. It's wow. A, it's incredible. Um, yeah. So later on, we're going to see a match between Rhea and Dom and Ray and Zelina. Yes. I predicted that Ray and Zelina would win. So we'll see what happens later. You'll see how strong your predictions are. Well, because for Backlash, I was like, uh, Rhea has to beat Zelina. So then they're going to let them win on Friday night. But yeah. that was my theory. That's a good theory. So in all of this, there's mention made, jumping ahead a little bit, of this tournament that Dad has created. <laughs> In order to award the new heavyweight championship belt, that is solely, we were told, for Monday Night Raw. Now, mm. Mm. where things get super fucking confusing for me <laughs> is they announce the tournament and they're like, here's the superstars. And there's fucking people from Raw and SmackDown. And so they're like, hey, in the final, it's going to be someone from Raw versus someone from SmackDown. So SmackDown could win this belt that's exclusively for Raw. Did things get confusing for you? Or did dad hit the box wine too hard while ideating this concept and royally fucked <laughs> it up? Because I know which one I think is more accurate. I it's mean, it is for wine, Raw, is right? Franzia. Yes, it was supposed okay. to be. So like Roman is on just, smackdown yeah, okay doing his thing and then we have this <laughs> consolation prize title for the kids on raw who don't get to compete for roman's 800 and counting titles <laughs> like it's so fucked up so like either one they're going back on the whole thing about this being a title just for that show or two we already know the raw person's gonna win i mean i i have to be honest so far the rules of this are inscrutable the structure <laughs> is inscrutable i don't want to spoil things that happen later although i can't imagine anyone is listening to this who hasn't watched what maybe they are and god bless them if they are but like the twist was a little predictable like i don't know i'm just i'm a little in the weeds on this tournament and i <laughs> so also confused. already do not care about it to some degree I'm so confused. I do know folks who listen to our show that don't watch wrestling. That's I thought of that. And you know what? Those people are the sweetest, kindest, best people that really I have are. never met, but hope one day I can meet. They really are very good people. Uh, so anyway, this is just very confusing to me. I keep getting so mad about it every time it's brought up because I'm just like, what? What are we doing here, Dad? Did did you promise to take like raw to the fair and you know, 
you took SmackDown and Raw's mad. So you're like, well, you both get to go to the fair now. It's a terrible analogy, but I think you know where I'm going with it. I know exactly where you're going for it. This entire tournament makes me feel like I went to your house. I ate a Rice Krispie treat. You were like, oh, sorry, that was actually a four serving edible. And then I tried to take an algebra test. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what's happening and I kind of hate it, but okay, here we are. Oh man. So, I mean, we'll probably come back around to this uh, tournament a whole lot more throughout the next couple weeks because also they have, uh, what, three weeks until um, Night of Champions. Yes. Three weeks to have right. 12 dudes wrestle. Mm -hmm. And instead of stretching this out, over those three weeks they're just gonna do the semi-final quarterfinal and semi-final in one night look dad is the kind of person that if his <laughs> boss gives him a month to complete a project and he can cram it into two days he's gonna stress to impress i just what is happening where i, I just i'm dying to know the the decision making process like i want to see the train of thought where it derailed and killed right? the six people on the track. Like, did you guys lose a page of the notes and we're like, <laughs> well, there's nothing that can be done. We just need to move ahead with pages one, two, and six. Like... <laughs> That's what it feels like. <sighs> okay. Well, moving on, let's talk about something pleasant, AKA Bianca Belair. So pleasant. Her outfit was awesome. She's so fucking cute i can't stand it it was like someone took a parachute and cut it up and made an outfit for her out of it i loved it so much and like did that and it worked and it was great well, of course everything works on her she's amazing yeah she's interrupted by damage control which brings me to another motherfucking question <laughs> so swearing and questions that's what we have to offer and maybe we talked about this a little bit before but like okay so Bianca has the Raw Women's Championship, and she's now on SmackDown. Yes. Rhea has the SmackDown Women's Championship, and she's now on Raw. Yeah. Um, why the fuck did they do this? I think we did talk about this, because it's like, we why did. did they have the draft? It's like, I'm still so confused. What are they going to do with these titles? Like, like you said, like, are they just going to swap? Like, I, I'm dying to know what their plan is here as well. I think it's important to keep in mind that if you're still processing your feelings, just because we've talked about it once doesn't mean that we cannot <laughs> talk about it again Thank until you. we both feel better. Um, and the thing is, there doesn't seem to be any plan. No. To do anything about this extremely weird situation. It's so they're just like, yeah, no big deal. Like what? Right. It's, it's not a very big deal. Big deal. Make it a big deal. Like, I love how they're like, well, there's two separate brands, so we're going to have a draft. This is really important. And we have this belt mm -hmm. over here that's just for this one. But nope, just kidding. We're going to mix those two. Oh, and the two women's champions have titles from the different shows. No big deal. It'll all work out. Do you know what I think is going to happen? I think Paul Heyman was on to something. Roman Reigns is going to somehow crash the tournament and win this new belt. <laughs> then he's going to defeat Rhea Ripley. Then he's going to defeat <laughs> Bianca Belair. Then he's going to defeat Sammy and KO for the tag titles. Then he's going to defeat Gunther. Then he's finally <laughs> going to defeat Austin Theory. And he will form 
a goddamn wrestling title Voltron. <laughs> and then he'll defeat Triple H and take over the WWE. Yes, and then I assume he will slay Vince Highlander style because there can only be one. And honestly, now that I've said it out loud, that plan is fine. It sounds great. I want to it's see all the worth run. it. It's all worth it. Uh, I just, <sighs> it's so mystifying. <laughs> I love how much Bailey and Cole hate each other. I am so glad that this rivalry continues and that Bailey still has a heart full of hate for Michael Cole. So funny. <sighs> I love that she just wants to scream at him whenever she gets a chance. It's fantastic. Especially it's funnier for me because I don't know, Michael Cole seems like a reliable good guy in this really crazy world. Like, I love Michael Cole. I remember for a long time, I, he bugged the shit out of me though. Like, remember when he was the... um. I don't know if he bugged this, but he was like the voice of the general manager every week where he got the yes. email and he'd like, yes. he'd like walk over to the podium <laughs> with his laptop be like, I have another email from the general manager. That was super annoying. I, I mean, I like this Michael Cole. Michael Cole says we've been back. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like there were phases of Michael Cole and I, I do like this Cole a lot. The seasons of Michael Cole. So they start beating up on poor Bianca and Liv and Raquel come to help. So we still have uh, girlfriends in effect. They're still having mm -hmm. each other's backs. And I like that. And Raquel looks so pretty with her hair up like that. She's beautiful. She really, I mean, I always think she's beautiful, but I was like, damn, you look stunning, girl. On um, what is it? Raw, they show up. And they're wearing like tan. So I feel like this was a real high point and then it goes downhill from here. Yeah, live straight up look like a hobo on Raw. <laughs> and not like a fashion hobo, like a, a legit hobo asking you if you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's a lot. Checking the posts outside the farm to see if this farm's friendly to hobos yep. who wander by. I I think she was going for like Jamiroquai look maybe. <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit of virtual insanity, so mission accomplished, Liv. Well done. Oh, it was amazing. Um, so uh, damage control is still antagonizing everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see what happens to damage control. I mean, I don't know. They're, they can't last forever, right? I mean, they're, for me, at the same place that the bloodline was, although... And God forgive me, a lot less interesting. Where like yeah. every week I'm like, when are you guys gonna blow up? Because it feels imminent. <laughs> I know. I feel like Eo imminent. and Dakota could just take Bailey out. Yes. And I, I feel like, you know, Bailey, I love you, but if I were in their shoes, I would just take you out right now. Mm-hmm. Might as well. They're not getting anywhere with her. No. No, they're not. Okay, well, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit to do it. Bloodline content. You never have to ask me to jump ahead to bloodline content. You can just go and seamlessly, without question, I will dive in after you. Let's make a t-shirt that just says jump ahead to bloodline content. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. we could make some money on that. Skip to the good bits. So uh, Jay is getting really sick of Solo. Jay is uh, right back where he was at the peak of his anger at Sammy, except now I think it's moderately worse. Yes. And Solo's taping up his thumb because he's getting ready to do some murders. 
he's so over them it's just like yeah he's had enough he really is he's like fuck you guys i'm doing all the work Mm -hmm. i'm earning all the mahi mahi (laughs) i put that mahi mahi (laughs) on the table that our tribal chief is the head of okay what do you bring to the table other than hunger jay some people bring home the bacon i bring home the mahi mahi (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see more of the bloodline throughout the night as per usual delightful as always there was there was one great thing that happened during the segment that i just want to touch on uh jimmy looked like for the first time he suspected something might be wrong didn't even and, notice and then immediately blamed it on jay oh poor jay like basically why do you make dad so angry jay <laughs> oh i was like jimmy bless your sweet sunshiny heart you never get any smarter do you i love them i do too good old jim uso <laughs> <laughs> well a little bit further ahead we see cody rhodes backstage where he's in his I'm auditioning for Reservoir Dog suit. Okay, I'm sorry, we have to talk about the suit for a minute because I see him backstage and I see black suit, white shirt, black tie. And I'm like, that's it, you look hot, good job, proud of you, it's not as dramatic, but it's good. Mm -hmm. That did not turn out to be the case once that suit was exposed to light. What happened? What did, because was it like a different, it was like brown or something? Yes, when he, when he came out, it was like this off-putting shade of gray, and his tie was dark green. Oh yes, okay. Because I was like, when I when I wrote that comment down about Reservoir Dogs, I was like, but is it all black? <laughs> like I couldn't tell. He came out looking like the least successful salesman at Jim Uso's Honda, <laughs> and I just, Cody, you are, you're on thin ice, buddy. I don't mean that because I love you, but I hate your clothes lately. Anyway, continue. Well, I think just put something in your letter to dad this week. Just be like, mm-hmm. dad, it's a little bit better, but we're, let's swing that pendulum back the other way. Attached are some drawings. <laughs> some Just some rough sketches I've put together. <laughs> Doesn't have to be exact. These are just some ideas. Suggestions. So Cody's saying, right, like backlash is going to be the place. He's going to win. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's gonna work out. And I love that, like, after this segment, Wade's like, Cody's an American dreamer. I'm an English realist. Tomorrow might be Cody's final nightmare. (laughs) He workshopped that. (laughs) It was beautiful. That really is beautiful. Oh my goodness. I feel like he could have easily inserted, like, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. I mean, that would have been truly visionary, and I really would have respected it. <laughs> I really would have. I really enjoyed when Cody was like, you can never fight Brock Lesnar. And I was like, but boobies, that's because that's largely a scheduling thing. Like, he doesn't come to work very much. Nope. You can fight him. You just have to find the right time, and it, his calendar <laughs> is sparse. If he says, put something on my calendar, you got to say a prayer before you go in there that you're going to find anything. And it's never on Raw, so don't ever think you're going to be able to wrestle him on Raw. Dude is not a Mondays kind of guy. He's like Garfield. He just wants to hide in a box under a blanket. 
Him and the Boomtown Rats. Just can you blame her? No. <laughs> no. Tell me why. Um. So, anything else you'd like to say about this little segment? Uh, no. Just that. Uh, it seemed like Cody feels good about his chances at this point, and I was like, "Man, yes. I wish I did too. I'd love to share your optimism, <laughs> sweetie." <laughs> Honey. Oh. Well, okay. We'll get we'll get to that later. Trucking along. So we get to see our favorite trio, Matt and his two dads, backstage. Mm-hmm. And this is a very brief little interlude, but like Matt's just like talking nonstop, and you can tell that Ko and Sammy are just done. They're just like, why did we bring this man into the fold? Ko is a little angry because he told Sammy not to give him both soda and a candy bar earlier. And what did Sammy do? He gave him soda and a candy bar. I hope this doesn't break them up because Ko gets mad about Matt being around too much. I'm going to be really sad. This is why you don't have kids unless you're both on the same page. That's true. It's right here. It does not fix a failing relationship. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This has been relationship <laughs> and parenting advice. Is we girls. have like. <laughs> you know never actually managed to reproduce so we know a lot about this. <laughs> so much experience <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so after this we get to see our favorite weirdos scarlet and carrion and like okay so i have a question like they came out and it was black and white but didn't it used to be like sepia toned when they would come out yeah i think it used to be a little more like subtle like old-timey photos <laughs> yeah i mean maybe they dress just up moving... like you run a western maybe they're just moving through the multiverse you know so we never really know what kind of <laughs> shading we're going to get to indicate that this is not the planet earth as we know it well when scarlet was walking i was like i don't think she has pants on <laughs> okay this but then was i realized source... she didn't have pants <laughs> this was a source of a big debate that almost turned into a fight in our house because we were both like Scarlett's not wearing any pants and then my husband was like she's wearing a lot of pants and I was like the hell she is and as it turned out I was right about her downstairs situation there were very little pants I was so confused (laughs) I was like wait is she wearing pants oh it was too much she was Um, doing the most did you notice Carrion's hair in what way I mean I noticed he had hair it was kind of wet right which is like a yeah. common thing but it's like he had made like it's like he had twisted little ringlets into oh, his hair so they were like separate little twisties i didn't it was notice weirding that. me out it's like it he had those twisty bad. pretzels taped to his head <laughs> maybe he had those like do you remember those curlers in the 90s they were like rubbery rods and you would like wrap your hair around them and then twist them up and they didn't do shit. they still exist oh i've seen people on tiktoks with those you know the times change but the lies remain the same so (laughs) it's true uh ultimately this is a match between sorry i already said that shinsuke and carrion uh carrion oh my god (laughs) i'm so sorry calm down (gasps) shinsuke won and i was very excited about that because i feel like usually when carrion and scarlet have their little tarot card festival that person gets hurt I mean, I think this does really continue Carrion's trend of talking a lot of shit (laughs) and then ultimately delivering nothing. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Like, I feel like he and LA Knight really ought to get together on this issue where, like, you talk the biggest, most dramatic game and it's like, big overture, little show. Yeah. But I, I still LA love Knight. <laughs> I still love them both. I mean, it's fine. But I do like to see Shinsuke win because I love him. I love him. That thing he does in his entrance where he, like, collapses onto the mat. Yeah, just folds backwards. I'm like, I would like to be that level of flexibility. I could do it once. <laughs> I think I could. Would break I be everything pulled out of that position? No, that would be my <laughs> life going forward. But I live here now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I would like to jump ahead to our main event of the night because we do still it. have lots to cover. Mm-hmm. Ray and Zelina versus Dom and Rhea. And as I said at the outset, I predicted that uh, Ray and Zelina would win. Yes. As a kind of bone to throw because I was convinced that Rhea would be triumphant at Backlash. Right. Um, I loved that Dom had on a Damien Priest shirt. So I wanted to raise this with you. When they came out originally, he and Rhea were both wearing the Damien Priest Puerto Rico shirts. Really nice gesture to mm-hmm. support your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Finn is just like, I wear my own shirt. I do. It's like, why can you never coordinate with the team? Why can you never support your friends? You're the worst, Finn. I love you, but you're the worst. Like, but I wear this purple bandana in my back pocket. That's the whole thing. It's whole look. <laughs> I put. I got 14 staples in my head. Mm-hmm. Bless mm-hmm. you, Finn. I love you, but come on. Get it together. Get together. I love that Damien rolled up wearing bootcut jeans. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm like, I yes, did. this is amazing. I did. And he looked great, even with the bootcut yeah. jeans. I was like, sorry, you... Yeah, okay. Did they have bedazzled butt? I don't think it did. I don't think they did, but I mean, I could see him rocking the bedazzled back pockets. <laughs> I could absolutely see him doing it. And uh, surprising no one, Bad Bunny comes out. Bad Bunny loves a kendo stick, which we'll see more of soon. I know. I know. He really does love a kendo stick. I don't blame him. I feel like that would be... It's like, do you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for Nintendo? Did you ever play that? I never had a Nintendo. I never had that game. I always played it at friends' houses, but it was really hard. But you got to choose which turtle you were. And I always chose Donatello because he had the big, long staff. And I feel like you have more reach. It's like... Bunny with the kendo stick. He has some reach. That's, Are you laughing uh, at me? I'm laughing because you always said you chose Donatello because he had the big long staff. <laughs> Gross. And you are just like my sometimes, always you're my smartest friend, but sometimes you are my most gloriously innocent friend. <laughs> and I cherish that about you and I mean that sincerely. Anyway, oh, thank you. big long staff seems like an excellent choice. It was. As a defensive weapon or offensive weapon. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, that game was really fucking hard. But anyway, Bunny comes out, and I am right. Ray and Zelina end up victorious. Mm-hmm. But will they, will Zelina be victorious on Backlash? We have to wait and see. I hope we find out soon. Are you ready to move into Backlash? I'm ready to find out. Let's do it. Okay. Well, we don't get to find out about that match just yet, but... <laughs> Backlash opens with Bianca and Io. I mean, a freaking great start to the pay-per-view. So great. I was really shocked how much so first of all, I have to say, like, the crowd was fucking amazing. Like 
I love. I have to say their enjoyment of the show made it so much more enjoyable for me. And I, you know, I really loved that they were so firmly behind EO because I know I always feel like she's underappreciated. She's so good. Yep. And in this match, we finally got to see her do all the things we know she can do. And the crowd was so hot. I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. At the beginning of the match, I was like, okay, I love both of these wrestlers. It would be great if EO won, but I really want Bianca to win because I want her to have that goddamn record. Right. So I was a little nervous. But their outfits, let's talk about their outfits. So EO looked like an 80s fever dream. She always does. She I is loved like it. she is like a weird Neil Gaiman character come to life. <laughs> and I love that for her. And Bianca's outfit, like that pink hollow outfit, yeah. was like the like a like a human embodiment of how I always dreamed my Corvette would look when I was a child. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Like, you know pink shit is my jam. Yes like anything pink and she came out and I was like ah. <laughs> it's just so beautiful so adorable her earrings were amazing her ponytail or her braid I should say it looked really good too because it was like wavy in the braid yeah that got oh. destroyed pretty quickly yeah it did but when she came out it was flawless and beautiful we gotta find you that pink outfit I know well you know what I'm gonna let Bianca have it okay she makes it special. At one point, Bailey and Dakota come running out. What the mm -hmm. fuck were they wearing? Okay, I. You know how sometimes we talk about how Natalia wears the most and the least clothes. <laughs> yes. I was like Bailey, your whole ass is out, and yet you are wearing pants. <laughs> I don't. What are you doing? I was ready to see something like her booty was out. I was like, well, this is a bold choice for for Bailey. I was like, okay, Bailey. I mean, like, I wear whatever you want, except don't wear that because those pants are stupid <laughs> and terrible. I didn't understand what was happening, but I was like, okay. And the, like the corsety top with. Mm hmm. It was I a felt... very different look for Bailey. I mean, I felt like Dakota's outfit was consistent with Dakota. Yes. Because Dakota yep. always looks kind of like an anime video game character. Yes. Bailey looked like she let a stranger dress her while their eyes were closed and they just pulled clothing out of bins. Which might have been a better outcome, honestly. Bailey, we honestly, love you, but that wasn't it. That was not the win. This match was a hell of a match. It was a wonderful opening match. Like, I had so much fun watching them. Like, I remember just, like, saying out loud at one point, like, this is a great match. Like, it was so much fun and stressful and, like... All the things. I was thinking back to, to WrestleMania. I remember after Rhea and Charlotte's match, I found Bianca and Asuka's match a little underwhelming. And it was a mm -hmm. good match. They did a great job. So I went into this and I was like, man, I really hope, you know, these two show out for this. Like, especially because I want EO to get her showcase. I'm like, holy crap. 11 of 10, ladies. I hope that something sort of comes out of this for EO. Like it's kind of a big solo showcase that she had mm -hmm. and so you know I can't help but wonder if they're going to to do something with that I would hate to see EO just like 
be pushed back into the shadows again because she's so great. She's such a star. Yeah, I would like to see her feud with Bailey, break up damage control, and then mm-hmm. break out and work her way up to a title. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Put that in the letter to dad, please. You got it. Already in there. <laughs> so uh, Bianca retains. She's the longest reigning Raw women's champion. I think she's the longest reigning women's, women's champion? champion of the modern era. Of the modern era. Okay, thank you. I don't know what that means, though. Well, we looked it up, and I think, like, the fabulous Moolah was champion mm. for, like, eight years or something ridiculous. <laughs> we so... don't talk about her anymore anyway, so. <laughs> so I think it's like, oh, anyway, which I love. I'm so glad they didn't, like, rob her of that. Yes. Because I feel like... Maybe in years past, they absolutely would have. Uh-huh. Let's reset the clock. Let's start again. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So after this, we see Ray and Bad Bunny backstage. And Ray's like wearing kind of a Batman mask. Yes, he was the Batman. It was a vibe. It was a whole vibe. I liked it. I thought it was a fun, fun mask for him. And speaking of kendo sticks... Bunny got a special one from Savio Vega, who I've never seen before. He was new to me. I was not watching wrestling when he was around. He was new to me, too. Okay. But people were shitting their pants about him, so I was like, okay. It was it was kind of nice because, like, I knew he was a legend of Puerto Rican wrestling just because of my watching partner, who's also my life partner. But, like... I had no idea what was going on because people were speaking Spanish, but everyone seemed really happy and positive. And I was like, this is honestly kind of nice. Like, I don't need to know exactly what's going on. I'd like, good for you guys. I try to translate sometimes and it's really fun, but boy, they're fast. So I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening. Everyone's special kendo stick. That's all you need to know. There are gifts. It's like wrestling Christmas. So let's talk about uh, our most anticipated match of the night. Seth Rollins versus Omos. I mean, like, should this have been the main event? No. Should it have been on the card? No. No. Also, no. Let's do it. Like, you could tell that the crowd was, like, not into this. I mean, they were excited to see Seth Rollins, but they were just like, this match is dumb. I thought Seth was just going to princess bride his way into like a really quick win when he jumped on Omas's back and was just going to yes. like Andre Giant him, Andre the Giant him and just have it done. It was a much longer match than it needed to be. Oh, it dragged and it dragged. And I know I'm always talking about how I need that one match where I can go and make cheese sticks, but I'm not <laughs> eating dairy right now. So this was just like a cruel reminder of all the things I couldn't have. Enjoyable <laughs> matches and cheese sticks. It was just... I still don't understand the point of it. I do love that Seth got to do his like stomp thing off the top rope. It's pretty, that was pretty great. Yes. Um, but like, like again, Omos loses. So I'm not sure what they're doing with him besides being like, he's a formidable opponent, but it's like, to who? Is he? Cause he's lost to Brock now and he lost to Seth. It's just like, you're just going to have them keep squashing locals? This is this is exactly what I wrote down. Like, how much longer do we go on where Omas is billed as a destroyer but is defeated by every main event guy that he faces? Mm-hmm. 
Why are we lying about this to Omas and to ourselves? Yeah. It's just... I don't know. It seems really self-defeating. I am... I'm really grateful to Omas, though, because when he refused Seth's first attempt at a curb stomp, <laughs> I had the opportunity to say more like, no Moss. <laughs> nice. And, you know, he contributed to my happiness in some small way. So thank you, Omas. Thanks, Omas. Yeah. You seem like a decent dude. Yeah, it, it's it's not Omas the man. It's Omas's booking. Take that, MVP. Mm-hmm. How does he keep a suit that white, that pristine? Holy crap. I don't know. He's got a really, like, really good uh, one of those suit holder things. What are those called? Uh, a wardrobe bag? I think you is can call them a wardrobe bag or a garment bag. Garment bag. That's the word. Garment bag. But I think wardrobe bag is also appropriate. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, anything else you want to comment on for this match? Nope, that is it. I am so ready to never <laughs> think about this match again. Well, another match that I don't want to think about ever again is <laughs> a title defense of the U.S. Championship. And we see A-Town Clown, Bobby Lashley, and Bronson Reed. It's a few turds in this punch bowl. I mean, I just, ugh. One thing I noted is like, I think it was Cole, maybe. He called Bobby a physical specimen. Mm. And I just, I don't like people being called specimen. I think it's it just weird. Really, it feels really weird, right? It's like, can we just come up with better vocabulary to talk about big people? Right, we can Large, just talk about people. Like, his incredible conditioning. You know? It's just so weird. I do, the one thing I am going to call out positively about this match Ooh. is that I have heard a lot about how Bronson Reed was so great in Japan. He's so great mm -hmm. on the indies. He's so amazing. And then week after week, we see this guy like plow around, do a few, mm -hmm. you know, things that edge on impressive. And then basically that's it. And I've been like, I don't buy it. This guy is overrated. I really thought we got to see Bronson Reed doing the things that I've heard about him. Like, this was his best performance to date for me. I was impressed with Bronson Reed. And like, why aren't you showcasing him like this every week? And that's not the last time that idea will come up during this pay-per-view. I feel like uh, they just have a use problem, right? Like, they're not sure yes. what to do with a lot of different superstars. So they're kind of putting them in weird spots, I think, trying to feel out where they belong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like, well, we can't move Bronson up too fast, so we've got to put him in dumb shit to make to make it look like he earned these opportunities. But it's like, we're also doing this to Bobby Lashley. Like, I don't know. This is just a, another you know, variation on the theme of like, we don't know what to do with the championship title. We don't know what to do with certain wrestlers. And I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you worked in an industry where there were performances and you got to performance day and were like, sorry, boss, I couldn't figure it out. You'd be in some trouble, but in wrestling, yeah. they're like, it's all right. Let's just go with it. And you know, once again, dad, if you would let us write for you, you wouldn't mm -hmm. have these problems, but you would have to get over your addiction to Austin theory. And oh my God, I guess that's a hurdle. Is it? And he's in the tournament. Yes. He's in the tournament. So there's a chance yes. 
This dumb motherfucker could also have a title. I'm calling it right now. I'll quit. For the wrong show. I'll just quit. Okay. You heard it here first. We're going to end the podcast if Austin Theory becomes heavyweight champion out of this tournament. Oh, no. I mean, you realize, like, that's what dad's been waiting to hear. (laughs) It's true. I'll never quit. I'll get worse. I'll start a second podcast. It's called Psychological Warfare, Dad. Mm-hmm. Join me this week for Dad's mistakes and how I took them real personal. I wonder, how old are his kids by now? Oh my gosh, they've got to be teenagers, don't they? Yeah. We'll teach your, we'll teach your kids how to be assholes. Mm-hmm. All the real bad swears coming your way. You don't like our letters? Wait till you see mm-hmm. our advice column for them. We will introduce them to Tumblr and leave them unsupervised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how my life changed. Someone introduced me to Tumblr and left me unsupervised. I'm sorry. And check me out. I'm kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little nod to Jack Black. Okay. It's very nice. So Austin Theory retained his title. <sighs> Surprising absolutely no one. No. I mean, this is so dumb. Waste I'm of time. It. Big it waste is. of time. Okay, well, I don't want to waste any more time on him. Can we move forward? Yeah. Okay. You don't need my permission. Just go for it. I follow your lead. Okay. Well, we have an exciting match next, thankfully. Very exciting. Thankfully. Rhea versus Zelina. Rhea came out in white, which I thought was very pretty. It was a nice look for her. Yeah, I wasn't I sure how it. I felt about it at first, but I ended up really liking it. I didn't realize until, I don't know, a couple of days later when she posted on Instagram, but on her butt, it said Dom Dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I think we have to accept the extremely upsetting reality that she's not using this kid. She loves him. She loves him. <laughs> Would we choose him for her? No, but she's a grown ass woman who gets to make yeah. her own choices yeah it's true i already decided that if Rhea was going to lose this match that i was going to lose my goddamn mind (laughs) no shade to Zelina. i think she's great i love her but i can't have mommy losing her title anytime i i would love i mean we talked about this i would love to see Zelina get some rivalries that work her up to a championship shot that feels legitimate yes yeah, and I'd, I mean, she'd be a great champion. You can't say that tiny people can't be champions. Rey Mysterio is a mm-hmm. highly decorated competitor. So it's, you know, there's no reason Zelina can't go as absolutely far as anybody wants to push her. And like, honestly, I think th- oh, there's a lot of women on the roster who really aren't that much bigger than she is. So it's not like no. everyone's a towering giant. Exactly. So she had this like amazing puerto rican flag like winged cape thing and cool. it reminded have you seen rocky four i have not i'm really sorry wow really okay i've seen- i've never seen a single rocky movie okay i haven't seen all of them but i've seen rocky four the most because that came out in like 1989 so i was like a kid and it was on tv all the time and this is the one where he's like, we're still at the height of the Cold War. So it's Rocky versus the Russian, right? The Soviet. Ah, okay. 
and in the movie near the beginning of the movie apollo creed who is rocky's like used to be his big rival now he's his bestie like he loves him his mentor apollo creed has a match with this russian guy if ivan drago is it dolph lundgren it's dolph lundgren oh my god i love dolph lundgren he's amazing in this so at the beginning of their match apollo creed who's like a seasoned like boxing star puts on this huge display like like drago's in the ring waiting and then there's like this huge entrance and apollo creed comes out in like an uncle sam outfit and there's like a James Brown song playing Living in America, which was like really popular at the time. And there's like this fanfare. And so it kind of reminded me of that when Zelina came out. Obviously, uh, far less jingoistic and creepy than the Apollo Creed thing. <laughs> but then uh, um, Apollo Creed gets killed <gasps> in the ring. <laughs> he gets, oh my punched, gosh. To <laughs> he gets Holy... punched to death. You know, I was invested and you just broke my heart. Which then sends Rocky on his, on his mission, essentially his see. his journey. Does he kill but, Ivan Drago? No, he doesn't. But he does win because America wins. Oh, that's really nice. God bless us, one and all. It has one of the greatest training montages of all time in the film. Like I really want you to see it. It's incredible because they juxtapose Rocky's training, which he has to train in Russia. He's in the Soviet Union. He's there for the match. And he's like in Siberia, basically like trudging through the snow and like throwing trees around. Wow. And then like over the music, there's narration about how um, they call him Ivan Drago all the time, but it's Ivan. Like how he's an all natural trainer and they just show him like shooting him up with like steroids and stuff. Because they're like, obviously the Russians are cheating. I've missed so much. It's an in incredible movie. my life. And now I, I am ready to take this on. It's an incredible movie. Amazing. I, it's <laughs> I've seen it so many times. It sounds as 10 you of can 10. tell. It's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, that display, right? Obviously a very different feel because Zelina's was not weird like Apollo's was. Yes. It was not a yay America, fuck the Soviet Union thing. It was beautiful in a genuinely touching way. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. She was peacocking and it was very mm-hmm. pretty. And um, I thought that was a lot of fun. And she looked very touched. And she also had a little I tiny know. sunburn. I don't know if you saw her little sunburn. I didn't. I yeah. honestly, like when she started crying, I was just like, oh, my gosh, Selena, I'm so proud of you. And I don't even know you. Bless you. <laughs> it was so exciting. I was like, mm-hmm. good for you. Uh, but ultimately, Selena, I'm sorry. Mommy had to win this match. It's a shame, too, because her mom brought the chancla. But it didn't <laughs> so do any good. That was so funny. And like, she, like, whipped it at her. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, la chancla. I mean, I think we all knew this was going to happen, but they did yeah. such a good job in that match that I was, like, you know, pulling yeah. for everybody. So, And I liked that after, like, Rhea left. So then Zelina yes. got to have her, like, post- match moment where everybody was like love and honor and stuff i thought that was really nice yeah i was really glad that Rhea didn't just come like back out and beat her down more or anything like just <laughs> let her be celebrated for a minute that's great i think it was also it was sort of bittersweet because i think i don't know if she knew it felt like we knew like this wasn't going to happen for her again it made me kind of like not yeah. necessarily the puerto rico thing but also like just this 
level of like adoration and like focus right which makes me sad right because we want more for Zelina I think it would be really great if it was possible for every wrestler who is really good at what they do to have their moments you know and consistently have their moments like but the reality is being in professional wrestling is a lot like being in the NBA or the NFL like there's only so many top spots Mm -hmm. you know um and I would love to see her have one someday. So fingers crossed, but. Yeah, me too. Anything else about this match? Mm-mm, I'm ready. Well, after this, we see a weird commercial with the Brawlin' Brutes advertising Arnold Schwarzenegger's new television show, which just kind of like blew my mind. And I don't know. I feel like it's really weird. Everything about it's weird. I like that Pete made a list of things that weren't very helpful. All right, not Pete. He's Butch now, but he'll always be Pete Dunn to me. But yes, Butch Butch did what I do all day, which is a collection of things that aren't very useful, but I am trying extremely hard. Did you see how red um, What's-His-Face was was when they were in this commercial? Ridge Holland, yes. He was just like Brock Lesnar red. I couldn't tell if he was just like so sunburned. Oh, he's really worked up. He's really excited for FUBAR. It was lobster red. It was crazy. That's the name of the show, right? It's FUBAR. FUBAR. I feel like they do, you know, they have all these kind of partnerships or whatever. Like, they do the weirdest incorporation to advertise. Like, the one that Edge did, Mm -hmm. or they did with Edge and the Apollo 3 movie, I think. They, like, juxtaposed (laughs) their lives. It was so strange. It's so awkward. It's always awkward. It always feels like a locally produced commercial that cost millions. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about Damien versus Bad Bunny. Yes, let's talk about exciting things once more. Which almost feels like this should have been the main event. Yeah, it kind of. Okay, so I never have high expectations for a celebrity guest star match. Yeah. But I, I mean, I feel like they did a pretty great job and it felt like a main event especially with like some of the auxiliary stuff that was happening around it yeah it looked fucking exhausting i i mean like bunny put his body through hell like i don't know how long he trained for this i hope that it was a long time but like he did crazy shit all in one match (laughs) i was so impressed with that guy Mm mm-hmm like the fact that he can hoist Damien Priest up in the air alone. Yeah, that was, cr- I couldn't believe that. Like, Bad Bunny does not look like the biggest dude to me. No, he doesn't. And he just made it look effortless. And I was like, oh my God, Bad Bunny. So Damien looked really good in his white outfit. Yeah, he did. He really did. I thought at first that Bad Bunny was decked out in taupe and i was like why are we doing this but it turns out it was khaki which is just as bad i feel like he's it's fitting that he's dating a kardashian jenner because he's always kind of dressed like them in these weird neutrals when he's in the ring when i found that out i was just like really i know i was let down i know sad but his ring gear always lets me down too like these weird khaki sweats. Yeah. Please stop. I don't know what was I don't know what was going on there. Um I thought that yeah, so like a, a lot of this match was like 
very brutal. Like when he was beating Damien with the chair, he was <laughs> he was hitting him so hard. Like, yeah. Yes. I feel like they had some discussion ahead of time and they were both like, whatever it takes, man. It's like, we're, we're doing it. This is our stage. I think unless we really make it look like one of us is going to die, it's just not <laughs> worth doing. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, Damien could have won, but he got a little too proud and big for his britches. He did. You know, I guess the thing is when you're really, really great, it's easy to be full of yourself. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it made kind of sense that, you know, in that part when he's like, apologizing to bunny and he's like i'm sorry i'll stop doing it or whatever it's a very heel thing to do right <laughs> it's such a heel thing to do but i was like oh come on i was like don't do that don't do that damien you're better than that well you know you've got to pretend to be nice so it'll be extra shitty when you're mean again 22 seconds later <laughs> my delightful surprise of the night carlito running in he continues to spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I'm so glad you said that because I was trying to remember what the fuck. <laughs> Cause I remember he was Primo and Carlito. Yes. And I remember their music and I was like, what was the thing that always was said at the beginning of their music? I couldn't remember. So thank you for doing You're that. You're very welcome. That was a delight. I loved He's seeing him. Wonderful. I wish they would bring him back full time. I know. I know. I got really excited. I couldn't believe it. Um, so of course, everybody comes out, right? We have mm -hmm. Dom and Finn. Uh, we have all of LWO coming out. It's crazy. It's bonkers. Bad Bunny wins. I mean, it was a really big spectacle. Yes, it was. They don't go to Puerto Rico very often, so I'm really glad they blew this up with, like, yep. some local all-stars, some, like, recognition yep. of that. Like, good, guys. You you did a great job there. Yeah, it was great. I think I think they said it had been, like, 18 years or something. Yeah. Yeah, it had been like, a while. Why don't you guys go there more often? Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, like, the crowd is crazy into yes. it. I can't imagine how much merchandise those people bought. Oh my god. I know. I know. Well, would you like to move onward to the next exciting match? I think you know that I would. Next was Sami, KO, Matt versus the Usos, and Solo Sokoa. It makes me feel good that Matt Riddle has just become Matt to you as well, because I always just think of him as Matt. <laughs> um, My bro Matt best line of the night delivered by mm. Michael Cole quote so much has been made of the relationship of these two men yeah, end quote it's true in relation to Sammy and Jay and I said you're very right Cole do you <laughs> so think he was has. talking about in general or how much we've made of it I think he was talking directly to us <laughs> To those weird ladies, especially that one who thinks everything is a romance. I um in my notes I wrote down, I don't know which is better. Michael Cole telling the long sordid tale like a dedicated listener, or KO angrily and resignedly watching Sammy and Jay. <laughs> and I don't. I don't know which was better, yeah. but they were both good. They were. 
also like just the backdrop of solo being so done with all of them he really was, was amazing his face he was just like fuck all of this um i want solo to open up a food truck and call it street chomp oh i love that that is so wonderful do they like serve seafood exclusively <laughs> it's only mahi mahi it's all mahi mahi no i think it could be a seafood uh... thing he'd it need to be on the ocean though you can't do that shit in middle america well you know steak was also a thing so maybe it's like surf and turf <gasps> that'd be great mm -hmm. street chomp surf and turf i love it solo if you're listening i would like a five percent cut maybe just for like we show up and we get one free meal free meals for life oh. and a cut of the merchandise because Ooh. i thought of street chomp <laughs> you know what this is why you're a much better business person than me <laughs> much better so um oh go ahead no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so at like one point, Jay slammed KO's head into the steel steps. And I was like, so like, I feel like in some world that would have been a disqualification. Not <laughs> this like, world. In some other match, you know, they'd just been like, nope, get out. But because this wasn't like a no holds barred match, it seems like slamming someone's head into steel steps is like, I feel like it should be up there with the nut shot. It's at the very least extremely uncool. It's rough. So there was, there was a great moment in this match where Jay and Sammy are tumbling around doing their thing and Jay shouts in his face, I'm tired of you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this just clicked something for me. This is like every pairing I have ever been drawn to every romantic pairing i have ever written in my original fiction is just one character looking at another and saying despite everything i am so tired of you that's very true right that's an excellent observation <laughs> but it, it really tickled me i was like yeah this is this is peak something well then at another point he screamed it's your fault and ripped off his shirt and threw it at Sammy. The amount of throwing of shirts at people that this entire saga has involved is just like really wonderful. I'm like, gentlemen, you are not beating the relationship allegations with any of this. No, like it's Come only going to on. get much worse from here on out. I don't know what to say. Uh, well, then there was that moment of tension between Solo and Jay when it was like Jay was going to I think he was going to super kick somebody maybe. And Solo was just yeah. like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then Jay tagged him right back. I thought, I thought for sure Solo was going to kill him right then. Honestly, yes. I was like, Jay, you are going to risk it all because you are so angry. And the problem is that your younger brother is just as angry as you are and has a murder thumb. Mm -hmm. You need to mind thumb. the murder thumb. Don't get close to that thing. I really thought that he was going to spike Jay. Yeah, I was waiting and waiting and wait. And I mean, he almost did. Yep. It was yep. loaded. It was ready to go. Yep. He really did. And then Matt interrupted, right? Yes. Matt Riddle ruined it all for everybody. We might have talked about this before, but I love that he has a move called the Bro Derek. <laughs> the Bro Derek is like 
you know every once in a while there's a wrestling thing that is just so perfect <laughs> and I don't mean the move. I don't give a shit about the move. But the fact that Matt Riddle has a move called the Bro Derek is like so beautiful. It really is. That is incredible. The frickin I love that bro so much. Derek. Yeah. I felt bad because like at the end, Jim Uso of Jim Uso's Honda was like really trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. It was so sad. He was like the in-between mediator guy. Jimmy is just happy to be here. And mm -hmm. he's like the older kid who's like, don't worry, guys, mom and dad are not going to split up because they love us very much and they want what's best for us. And meanwhile, like he's seen dad at the divorce mm -hmm. lawyers. He's had to wait in the parking lot. He knows. Mm -hmm. Now let's go get it. some mahi mahi, everybody. <laughs> yep. Let's get the fish and it's going to be fine. I don't know. I just I keep waiting for this to like bubble over and it's just bubbling at the surface i know it's like last week when you know they made the big deal out of solo and like solo was probably gonna kill somebody last week and he didn't and now it's like he's not gonna spike jay it's like okay are you actually gonna do this because at this point i feel like solo's thumb is now Chekhov's gun <laughs> i that is a perfect i think I mean, I feel like where we're going with this is the solo and Jay are going to feud, right? Oh, I mean, that would be great. And it's going to be brutal. And I was very upset about losing this larger thing with Sammy and KO. Yeah. And if you, if you continue the saga this way for me, dad, I will get over it. I will keep trucking with it. And, but you know what? Wait, Sammy can rescue Jay from solo. Oh my god, I know, and because they're the they're the unified tag championships, they can go on any show. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. I also until, like until Roman wins those two. Right, and he is gonna take them from them. <laughs> but like, okay, yeah, solo, you're making him really mad and you know, you have this like family bond that's deteriorating. But is he tired of you? Mm -hmm. Is he so tired? No, he's not. So, mm -hmm. you know, that will always live rent free in my head. Yeah. Thank you for indulging me. Always. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to talk about with this match? I mean, we could literally talk about this for the next three yeah. hours, but I think it might be advisable to skip to the end. All right. Well, the main main event of the evening is Cody Rhodes versus Broccoli Laser, a.k.a. Broccoli Lesnar, a.k.a. Brock Lesnar, a.k.a. Bork Laser. <laughs> Bork Laser. Um, this match so i feel like this kind of went how i thought it would yeah. Yeah. um it was much bloodier than i imagined any yeah. match would be it was yes. fucking crazy i thought so when you see brock on monday night right you see like the huge fucking gash that was in his head and that he had stitches but i was like at at backlash i was like well it's one of those you know head cuts and they bleed like crazy it's probably it's not that bad but it was like <laughs> there was so much blood everywhere i couldn't believe it it was it was all over the place it was up in everybody's business i mean i feel sorry for people who are sickened by the sight of blood because that must have been really hard to get through cody was coated in it like his stomach. I at one point I looked at Brock Lesnar. I was like, his head looks like a bloody potato. <laughs> and I don't mean that like in an English way, like a bloody potato. Potato. I mean, 
a potato that's bloody is what his head looks like to me it's like when the steak is underdone and the blood gets in the potato yeah yes and you get pink potatoes Mm -hmm. Mm, i'd still eat it (laughs) yeah i would too i love mashed potatoes it's potatoes (laughs) come on um i had never seen a kimura lock before i had never heard of it that's his big submission oh okay but i feel like a lot of times he doesn't do it like he reverses it it's in his it's in bork's wheelhouse but like you know he's much more usually focused on the suplexes and the f5 yeah i don't think i've ever seen it yeah so i was like oh this is interesting Mm -hmm. i mean so cody wins i was really expecting brock not to just stand there and like deal with it i expected brock to like go ape shit like yes he does for everything else and i don't know if he didn't because he was bleeding from his potato head i'm not sure i mean i think on one hand like oh i have a lot of feelings about this but on one hand brock was probably just trying to figure out where he was right because he did hit (laughs) his head really hard poor guy um you know all joking aside poor brock that sucks um that turnbuckle shit is no joke i had a lot of feelings about well one i mean i assume that was semi-intentional like he planned to bust himself open oh you think so well because they denuded the turnbuckle so and like all the respect in the world to wrestlers who can do shit like that because i'd be like i changed my mind and i don't want to i know (laughs) but i i hated that Cody needed the exposed turnbuckle spot to win. And I hated that he sprinted out of there in the end. I'm like, guys, the legend of Brock Lesnar will survive. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't know. Well, and, you know, as we'll see on Raw, like, the fucking saga is going to continue. Like, it's never going to end because it's Brock Lesnar. And, like, womp, womp. they don't ever end anything with Brock Lesnar. And I assume if they're having a second match, well, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but if they're having a second match and it's at night of champions, I feel like that show is going to be very curated to the audience's tastes, which is a win for Brock Lesnar, which means they're going to have to have a third match. If Cody is going to come out on top. I really thought that, um, I thought the crowd would be more in favor of Brock Lesnar yeah but they seem to really be behind cody mostly yeah i think it's that catchy goddamn music i mean if you give people something to shout yep i feel like they're gonna love you i was thinking about that i was like he must have thought of that when he chose that music yeah cody's not stupid no so Something, I just... something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I thought about that the other night. It was in my head as I was like climbing into bed. I think okay. it was after the pay-per-view. <laughs> Sometimes we'll just be around the house and I will just shout at my husband, something, something, Cody Rhodes. And he sighs and pretends it's funny. Well, at least he's not divorcing you yet. Not yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> That's why I said yet. <laughs> Bless him. That brings us to the end of Backlash. Do you have any other thoughts about it? I know you said you had a lot of feelings about that match. I did have a lot of feelings about that match, but I also can accept that some of my feelings about that match are completely irrational because for whatever reason, I am 
very invested in Cody Rose. And I have talked about this ad nauseum, how there's something about his character that resonates with me on an inappropriately personal level, right? Like he speaks to me. Mm -hmm. So I want to be fair to Brock. I think they both did a good job. Do Brock we need is... to be fair to Brock? I mean, dude is tough as nails and I want to give him Have we ever that. been fair to Brock? He made me laugh with that tractor spot that one time. That was like a hot minute when we thought for a while he was going to be likable. And then they're just like, LOL, JK, go back to your old shtick. This literally sounds like Brock is my awful boyfriend. And I'm like, but I love him. He did the thing <laughs> with the tractor. And but you're he's like, funny that was, sometimes. That was one time four years ago. <laughs> I'm breaking up with Brock. It's over. I'm sorry. I think, you know, it would really help me get over it. Getting raw? If we got raw. All right, we'll do that. I don't, need to, I don't want you to feel sad about Bork. I am already ready for a rebound. So Raw opens with them talking about the tournament that makes no fucking sense. And Cody comes out to talk about the tournament that makes no fucking sense. And also to talk about Brock Lesnar. Yeah, in a, a very specific and unsettling way. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, so during during his promo, Cody says, and I quote, I wrote it down, I discovered what Brock Lesnar is made of because it was all over my fist. <laughs> I mean, it's like poor choice of words, Cody. Cody, I just spoke about how much I love you, but with this in the ugly suit, you are... You really are on thin ice, and I need you to stop. And Cody, you're usually really good with words. You're a good storyteller. So I to don't know if your storytelling has slipped into a different genre or what. To be fair, I think he was brilliant with words in that moment. However, sometimes brilliance is extremely upsetting. It's like that awful scene in that one Chuck Palahniuk. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. In that one book by him where that person gets like sucked into the pool drain. Oh, God. Very vividly described, you know, really illustrative of what's happening in the story, but someone uh, still got sucked into a pool drain. Is it like their intestines get sucked out their butt? Yeah. Oh, God, that's awful. That's and such I a mean, horrifying thing. This was like the verbal equivalent of your intestines getting sucked out your butt. I mean, just Ugh. rough. Too vivid. Take it to Tumblr, Cody. <laughs> we're triple h's shit. kids will read it on second thought we are not going to introduce them or no. anyone to tumblr no <laughs> it's best if we stay in our lane mm -hmm. so that was like an interesting an interesting opening he's very excited about the tournament i'm excited that he's gonna win the tournament because i'm ready it's a foregone conclusion right cody rhodes is gonna right. win the tournament it's cody i mean he even says it later it was his yeah. Lose, you know, I mean, he was gonna yep. win it, it's gonna happen. Yep. Ugh, that's so sad. <sighs> womp womp. A little bit later, we come upon a wonderful backstage happening that, like, really showed, I think, a very lighthearted side of Imperium. It yeah. mean lighthearted in the sense that it was a hilarious bit, but KO and Sammy are, try are trying to have a conversation. <laughs> Kind of a conversation and Imperium just like wanders up to them and cuts them off. And I love that like Sammy's just like, okay, just give me give me five minutes. I'm gonna finish my conversation, then we'll talk. He was a little salty. They were outraged. I loved it. It was yeah. so great. 
I love that he offended them and they were like, okay, well, daddy will beat you up. If he hears was... about this, I'm going to Malfoy it. If my father hears about this. <laughs> I, I love, what's your deal with the finger? <laughs> there were and so many wonderful things. What's with people having henchmen? <laughs> I love KO's meta commentary. I also love that uh, he called Ludwig turtleneck. Oh, I he said, what that. do you think of that turtleneck? Oh, my God. I feel like Ludwig was like trying to get them to break. <sighs> yeah. Like when he said ring general, he's like, ring general. <laughs> he went hard. He did. It was great. I loved this whole interchange. Yes. Everyone committed to this bit and A plus stuff. It was really, really good. I think later, I mean, we don't really talk about it a ton. We, we haven't planned on talking about it a ton, but I think that the match that they do end up having later on, like I would watch them wrestle again. You know what I mean? Like nothing was like, yes. holy shit about it, but I feel like they're kind of, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little feud, I guess is what I'm saying. No, I thought it was terrific. I mean, Imperium sometimes feels like they're a little in Gunther's shadow. Yes. But they're very, very good in their own right. And I feel like the four of them really brought out the best in each other. Yeah. Also, KO mugging for the camera at the outset of this match was just like, He's such I a love treasure. that guy. Love him. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, a little bit later, we get to see part one of the quarterfinals we're already in the quarterfinal not, not even part one yeah there weren't any rounds they just skipped to the quarterfinals of this fucking tournament and it's Miz versus finn versus cody um i don't think the match was necessarily like super remarkable or anything um i think did you expect what happened not until we started watching it so we were okay so when the show starts and cody is talking seth comes out mm -hmm. and i have been a big fan of cody and seth relitigating whatever's happening between them right yes so when you have the first quarterfinal match and you've got damian priest and seth rollins and shinsuke nakamura it felt to me very much like okay seth's gonna win his match cody's gonna win his match and then we're gonna go back to this feud between the two of them right mm -hmm. like it felt like it was so obvious and then i was like oh man it's really really obvious and we don't know what bork is doing and it mm. yeah i was i was really upset because like even though i was like well foregone conclusion we're gonna give this to cody i was like goddamn right we're gonna give this to cody and right fucking finn wins which Okay, do you sincerely believe they're going to do F all with Finn Balor? No. They never have. Why would we start now? No. I did think it was funny when Brock channeled his Sam Winchester and was like, me, Cody, me. <laughs> Look at my face. I do not feel pretty right now. Me. Me. I want to fight. Me. There was That's so weird. There were two things about the crowd reaction to this that I thought were amazing. One is I've never heard Bork get booed like that. God, I didn't even notice. 
he got booed hard and i've just i mean usually like he's so over with the fans that they don't Mm -hmm. care like he could come out and like be in a handicap match against jesus christ and an orphan (laughs) murder them both and people would be like suplex city you know like it's just a thing just the way it is yeah and like people were booing pretty hard but also there was one person who was not booing and that person yelled kill him oh my god (laughs) i was like wow you've been listening to the podcast you're bringing the energy and i respect that however i don't really want him to kill cody so no please don't so now they're gonna have a fight at night of champions okay we'll talk about that more when we do our night of champions predictions yeah coming up soon so skipping ahead i guess we want to talk about zoe stark's debut yeah let's let's meet zoe stark so i have never seen her before i have to say that a little bit earlier we saw her backstage and she called nikki cross a weirdo and i was like excuse me we're the only ones allowed to call her a weirdo well we say it with a lot of love we do i was just like okay so i was already predisposed not to like her it's it's very in keeping with zoe shtick i mean in nxt she was a really really mean heel okay very mean i thought her little z360 move was kind of fun i think she's great i'm eager to see what happens with her i don't want Mm -hmm. her to just slide into sort of being like generic heel number four I I think she has a lot of potential and I, I would like to see her kind of go all the way with that. Yeah, I'm generally genuinely worried that she might because this is all I've seen of her, right? So her personality doesn't seem big enough. Yes. To like make her kind of a main eventer. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, maybe with different people to play off or whatever, she'll have a different you know, she'll have a, a chance. She's, I think, at her best when she's being extremely mean to a face that everyone likes. Okay. Especially if that face is a little of an underdog. She, okay. it makes me nervous for her because she reminds me a little of Jazz. I don't know if you remember Jazz. No. So when I first started wrestling, watching wrestling, I didn't wrestle. Um, I remember she started showing up and she was just really great at what she did like super aggressive super like a brawler but not like a sloppy brawler like she just kicked ass okay but because of that it felt like she never got to develop a lot of character it was just like we bring her out she kicks some ass Mm -hmm. so i i want zoe to have more okay yeah i you know they they bring up so many new people for the draft, right? From NXT. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not doing stuff with some of the people you already have. What is your plan for these new people? Are you, I'm hoping that you'll heavily feature, like Apollo Crews came back up. Yeah. He was on the WWE roster once upon a time. And like, he got sent back to NXT. Like they didn't do anything with him. It's like, you have new plans. I don't know. It's a little like every week you go to the grocery store and you buy all these fresh veggies and then you throw out the ones that are molding in the bottom of the crisper. And like, yep. you know, yep. you know, these are also going to die in the crisper. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It really does. Well, I want to jump ahead a little bit to our f- 
current favorite heel, perhaps? Our favorite tiny Canadian. Favorite ex-lumberjack mm-hmm. slash heel goth cowboy villain. Yeah. Cowgirl villain. Trish Stratus. She's extra mean this week. She is. And my spouse pointed something out that someone on TikTok pointed out. Mm. Her speech was a direct copy-ish of one she did in 2005, like a deliberate callback. Oh! So when she said, no one is going to steal my spotlight, I don't care if you're Becky freaking Lynch, no one is going to steal my spotlight. In 2005, she said the same thing, but it was Britney freaking Spears. That's wonderful. It was amazing though because the clip she has like pencil thin eyebrows and just like oh yeah. man, the early two thousands were rough. None of but us I'm, were looking great. I'm curious, like why do you think she would do that? Overpluck her eyebrows or no, recycle her? Do the callback in that way? I mean, I don't. I guess there's a lot of reasons. Like maybe it's this really Machiavellian meta thing where she's like Becky does not deserve fresh material. Maybe she really <laughs> amazing. Maybe she just really thought it was a good burn and she wanted to bring it out again. Maybe she's done so many promos that it didn't register. I don't know. I know. I, I want to believe some, like, there's a reason. But... Yes. Like I want there to be some plan behind this. It just mm-hmm. seems too spot on to have there not to not be one. Like I don't know. Maybe um, Britney Spears will make a special guest appearance. That would be great. I thought it was really funny when she was like Becky, your kid doesn't even know her colors. And she's the second person to imply their child is stupid. <laughs> Baron Corbin was the other one, right? It's like, oh, heels lay off their kid, man. She's two. <laughs> of course she doesn't know her colors. I know. I thought that was so she just funny. learned who her parents are. Come on. So why isn't there a thank you Trish shirt yet? There really should be one. I, I feel like there's going to be one, right? Yeah, there better be one. So Becky has returned. She has, and she's she's pissed, and I don't know if it was because of the way that the makeup artist did her contour before she came out, or because of what Trish was saying about her kid, but she's pissed. Yeah, she, she did look extra mad. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder when they bring up stuff like that, if they're going to be like, hey, is it okay if I mention your kid in an insult? Because I feel like if you just pull that out of nowhere, I mean, maybe if you're trying right. to get, like, genuine heat, but, like, I feel like kids are kind of off limits unless you're Dominic, I guess. And then maybe because they're like both moms, you know, they can be like, look, kids are stupid at that age. And Becky's like, no, I know. I know. Um, so Becky's back, which is nice to see her. And now she's going to have a feud with Trish, apparently, which I'm, I'm excited for. I'm pretty excited to see how this unfolds. I like that. They've just like kind of forgotten about Lita. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's we don't talk about Lita anymore. She's gone back to what I imagine is like a fabulous bungalow where she wears caftans and has like 400 dogs. She's doing a show with. Is um, she? It's this like treasures, like the WWE treasures oh. or whatever. It's like most sought after memorabilia. And she's I like see. trying to track some of it down, I guess. So uh, she's like the Indiana Jones of wrestling. I guess. I think she was like hanging out with Steve Austin at some point. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but I it shows up on her Instagram every now and then. 
Oh, good for them. I, I hope they find it. I know. They're looking for something. Oh, what was it? She had on at one point uh, Andre the Giant's like blazer. <laughs> it was hilariously large on her. That's so cute. Are you ready to spring forward a little bit? I am. Let's do it. Once again, we come back to our main man, Cody Rhodes, backstage with Kathy. Mm-hmm. Whose uh, bangs are grown out. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to give her praise. It happened fast. Yeah. He's sad that he can't be in the tournament anymore. I know. I'm sad that he can't be in the tournament anymore. Yes, same. But I like that he's kind of speaking this truth that, like, has not really been acknowledged. But it's like, I'm the most popular. Brock hates that because he used to be the most popular. And it's like, I like when they say things that are like, like when Paul Heyman's like, Brock never works. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you for saying that out loud. I feel like I'm not taking crazy pills anymore. It's like, it's a two part thing. Like one, thank you for saying something mean about the guy that I don't like that much, but more importantly, thank you for addressing the reality, like the elephant in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as we know, they're going to fight at Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just did hope... think. You go ahead. Sorry. I, was just... I just hope this springboards into something useful and better. Because mm-hmm. I don't want this to drag on. Something non-borky. Yeah. One thing that I like coming out of this is that Cody has very much focused on kind of like his shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether they're real or not, like where he sees yeah. his shortcomings. And I thought in this bit with Kathy, he was like, I'm great. I deserve it. <laughs> I'm better than Brock and I'm going to fight him at Night of Champions and show him. And I was like, man, good for you, Cody. Embrace it. He's been talking to himself in the mirror, working on his confidence. He's doing his affirmations. And you know what? I think that's wonderful. Now, Cody, affirm yourself into some cool clothes. Yeah, you really, you had it going on before. I don't know what happened. I don't either. I don't either. Well, we've reached the main event of the night, which is also the semifinal of the tournament for the heavyweight championship title. Everything's happening so fast. Why not save that for next week? I don't fucking get it. Um, I, like, there's, I don't know. Um... Graves said something during this match. Um, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Seth. I don't know. He called something a desperation super kick. Oh. And I was like, this that's going to be the title of my wrestling autobiography, Desperation Super Kick. I love that for you, sincerely. That's funny? wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did the outcome of this surprise you at all? No. nothing about this surprised me like unsurprisingly it was a great match unsurprisingly it ended the way we all thought it was going to end so like okay ultimately seth wins the tournament question mark and then he and roman have some battle i would be fine with that i suppose but i don't know where they're going with this because again they're obviously willing to throw the belt to the other show that it's not supposed to be on so who knows but i mean he's not even going to he's just going to potentially win this consolation prize belt Mm -hmm. 
after we cycle through these other dudes. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like putting Seth forward this early, like you were saying, rushing the whole thing just makes it feel like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yep. I get it. It's Seth. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to actually look up the other. The other ones are Austin Theory, Rey Mysterio, Edge. Um, Bobby Lashley, I think. And there's two more. I can't remember the other Let's two. Let's see. Seamus, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus. Edge, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, and AJ Styles, all of whom are on AJ SmackDown. Styles. Yeah, they're all SmackDown guys. That's the thing. They had six guys from Raw, six guys from SmackDown. The finalists from Raw and the finalists from SmackDown are going to wrestle at Night of Champions to win the belt that's supposed to be only a Raw belt. And just looking at this, like, my guess is that AJ Styles is going to win these matches. Okay. Everybody's going to get all excited. He's mm -hmm. going to face Seth, and Seth is going to win. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've either decided that they're fine with the belt going to either show, which they've already said was not supposed to be the case, or they're just, like, made up this, like, frivolous tournament because no matter what, the raw person would win. I just, I don't yeah. get it. I thought the tournament, like when they first mentioned a tournament for this, I was like, cool. It's going to be a bunch of people on raw battling it out. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Nope. And I think, first of all, I think they should have done something bigger to like pretend to determine who was going to be in the tournament. Mm -hmm. Whether that is some kind of gauntlet thing, yes. some kind of over-the-top battle royal, and the last six people. Are, I, mean, I don't care what it is. It's something. Yeah, it was and just then, like, oh, we're going to just pick them for you. Yeah, like, ha also having these three-way matches did not make any sense. I don't like the three-way matches for this, for this setup. I don't like it. Yeah, I have no problem with a three-man match or three-woman match or anything like that, but... This just felt like, well, we got to ram through this because we have to have something to take to Night of Champions. It's like, it didn't have to be this. Yeah, and you didn't have to do this at Night of Champions. Nobody made you. So, anyway, I... Bleh. So, next Friday, we'll see the quarter and semifinals on that show. You're predicting AJ Styles. I don't know who I'm predicting. I think that's a fair prediction, though. My worst fear is that it's Austin Theory. If Austin, I, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to speak fine. that idea into being. That's fine. Well, that was a very busy week in wrestling. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't think I do. Okay. No thoughts. Smooth brain. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been Wrestling is for Girls. You can find older episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, of course, on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. We also have a Twitter where you can reach out to us at WIF Girls Pod. Thank you for listening. And please remember to recycle, floss, and thank Trish.